0: IO
1: Kiora Koto called Ko Courtney Toku Ingua, and hello, everyone. My name is Courtney. I am a mindset mindfulness and self-development coach from Ototahi Christchurch in New Zealand if you can't tell from the extremely strong accent. Sometimes I'll go into an Australian accent because some of my family live there and a lot of the people I work with, coaches and mentors, also from Australia. So just going to preempt that is why sometimes there is a bit of a twang from, from business as usual. This podcast going into season Which is very exciting, and I'm intuitively leading this podcast to just follow the season that I'm in, which is really cool to bring you guys along. If you have been here since the very start of season one, end of 2022, you will know that there has just been so much exciting stuff for the podcast, and season three is bringing. A new intentionality around bringing back those teaching elements, mixing them in with what season two was, which was all about normalizing aspects of conversations and having conscious and vulnerable connections. I am so excited to bring you the blend and just bring you guys along for the writers what this podcast is constantly evolving into. It's just, just the most magical journey. And I'm so grateful for you here, for your energy, and let's get into it. Open your mind, stay grounded, stay connected to what is for you, what isn't, what's resonating, and maybe what is something for you to put in your toolbox for later on in life. Let's get into it. Hello, my lovely humans, and I hope you're having a fabulous week and happy Monday when this podcast is being released, or happy whatever day it is, daytime night, what have you. <laughs> I am coming to you from... Bali, I got here three, two days ago. Had a stopover in Sydney and caught up with some friends. Saw my friend's new baby, which was so fun. And just had, honestly, 11 11. 11 11 is like one of the biggest calendar days of the year for like manifesting and for like energy and like channels open. And 11 11 was it probably the One of the most testing days of my life. (laughs) Not to like, that's quite dramatic, but in the sense of the little things in life were not working. And it really brought me into a level of perspective. (laughs) And this being like, all of these little things just weren't going smoothly. Overall, my life goes relatively smoothly. I'm organized enough. (laughs) I have ADHD, so I'm actually quite organized to support myself in that. But yeah it was just one of these days I look back and go what the heck was going on like what energy was up in the air because like my flight got delayed twice I got super lost on public transport like all of these things were unfolding and I was constantly being tested and initiated into I don't even know what really other than looking at the problems in my life I think this the theme in something that I dropped into the normalizing expansion broadcast for the girls in there was the things that we focus on as our problems are the standard of the life that we that we have and this comes from both sides right like I also plugged in there and said if things don't work out if you've spent an hour and a half trying to get on the right bus and train and lime scooter and you can't figure it out. You're actually allowed to have a human moment. You're allowed to have a few tears and that's fine. But also you're going to pull yourself up together and just go, all right, we're going to figure it out and go into solution mode of life and go, well, this isn't the standard. This isn't the tone I want to set for my day. And you just figure it out from there. So it's looking at the problems of your life what just like intro this episode like what are the problems that you are making your life what are the problems that you are making mean something or mean more than the other things like that you want to create or manifest or whatever it is that you are working towards where you're actually just focusing on the small problems of your life and your life as a reflection of that of your external reality is a reflection of the standards that you are holding for yourself especially in problem Energy frequency so just a tangent there but really important because if i'd let all of those things and that honestly i will not go into all of them but if i'd let all of those little things like take away from the beautiful conversations and the connections of that day and what they actually allowed me to and didn't lean into the core value that actually everything works out for me in divine timing I wouldn't have been able to realize the magic of that day which was my flight got delayed twice and I got to hang out with my f- friend who I had not seen for such a long time for an additional like four and a half hours we went up for, up for a beautiful relaxed dinner and we just had the most incredible conversations and I think this is always the thing of going that life is always happening for you that your path is always being laid and it is your job to go with it to flow to notice and to trust that if you have aligned your energy then things are working out for you in your favor and as always always in fucking divine timing so that was sydney and now we've been in bali for two days and am here with my mom and my sister and it is so hot, it is so nice, and yeah, we're going adventuring today. I'm recording this about 10 minutes before we leave the house so I can get this out for you guys to listen to, and yeah, I'm sure you will see a lot of the, on the gram and on stories because yeah, this trip I've been waiting for a very, very long time, and if you listen to my solo episode a few weeks ago, you will know how incredible and special this, this time um, and this trip. And what it means for me so if you haven't listened to the episode i would highly highly recommend going back in because it's an episode turned pretty much full masterclass about navigating challenges and navigating seasons of uncertainty and how to support yourself through that it's literally i would say it's probably one of the best free resources if not one of the best like things i've ever created in my two and a half years of business and of life so highly recommend going back to the episode but today's episode today's episode is with Charlotte and is such oh it is such a good episode she comes in absolutely hot and I'm so grateful for her vulnerability her energy and just what she brings to the table and ultimately to her clients and the world and we have such a tangent of conversations around travel around peace around awe, around enjoyment and fun of life and that's one of my highest values is fun and play and bringing that into your everyday life and bringing attention to where you can bring more on that life is meant to be fucking enjoyed life is not meant to feel forced life is not meant to feel stressful all the time and we have normalized that that can happen and yeah not to normalize that that's not life sometimes but Life is meant to be enjoyed and experienced at all of its depths. And that is really what today's episode is, is based around and a lot of tangents. So I'll let you guys get into the episode. This is such an epic one and I would love to hear how this lands for you. Jump into my DMs and I will catch you there. But have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Interrupting this episode with an important announcement that the normalizing expansion broadcast is now open for people to come in. This is a rolling broadcast, so a rolling membership where you can come in for one, three, or six months of access to me, my perspectives, my insights in kind of a form of a very intimate podcast. So if you like the podcast, this is going to be the space for you. We have q and a's every so often we have mini trainings at least once a week where i come in and i give you an insight into a lesson and turn that into a training of what you can apply to your life with actionable steps like a mini masterclass, and also stories and things that i am moving through behind the scenes what offers may be coming up in exclusive access to those and so much more if you are interested find the link in the show notes and i will talk to you in the broadcast there if you have any questions jump into my dms about what that actually is as a broadcast and i will talk to you there But hello everyone and welcome back to the on the fucking vibe podcast whoop whoop. hope you're having a beautiful day Today we have a, another guest episode, it is going to be Monday when this releases, so I'll get on, get her to jump on and introduce herself, let's get on to foot.
0: Hello, hi everyone, I'm so, so, so excited to be on this episode, especially after we just had a little chat and I feel like we're very on, much on the same energy, so I think you guys are going to be in for a good conversation, but anyway, I'm Charlotte, I'm a mindset mentor and my... Zone of genius is like self worth and embodiment, and this has really come to me quite recently. I always voiced myself as such a multifaceted person, and you know, I knew that I wanted to help people. I'd been on a journey, and I was like, Right, I want to do something. I was like, I did the PT qualification, I did the nutritional therapy qualification, I did all the things, and I was like, mm is something is just off like something's not quite right and then eventually um I went through a lot of therapy and it got to a point in my life where I was like therapy isn't working I just feel like I'm trauma dumping all the time um and it's just going in a cycle every single week so Mm -hmm. then I came out of that and I found like all these online coaches online and I was like do you know what this is what I need like this is fucking what I need and it was so scary. I invested, I think, 12K when I was 21. And I was like, just, um, I think I was still a student. Maybe I had like a little job or something. I invested 12K, so a shit ton of money, especially for my time of life. And she was younger than me. She was 19, I think. So I invested 12K in a 19-year-old. And it changed my life. It completely transformed my life. Like one of the first things she said to me was, just so you know this is not a space to vent and I was like oh fuck I was like well what did the fuck did I just pay you for like I want to tell you all my problems and that's how I'm gonna get attention because that's the only way I knew how so um I did this container with her changed my life and I was like right coaching that's the route I want to go down that's how I'm gonna help people but then again I was like "Ah, fuck like I don't know where I go with this. And I just started to practice. I started to coach. And I've got a history of um, eating disorders, a history of depression. So I was like, maybe I specialize in that. And eventually through doing the work myself again and again and again, going deeper and deeper, I came to this realization quite recently, actually, that I just believe everything comes down to your self-worth. And you can take it or leave it. But that is my core belief is that the standard of every single aspect of our life comes down to our self-worth and value. So I now like that to be kind of the root of my work. And obviously we have so many aspects that come out of that. Um, And I love to help people increase their self-worth and value so that they can clear symptoms such as anorexia, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, and they can live life to their fullest potential, be in their embodied, I hate all the cliches if I'm honest, but their embodied like best self, highest self. I'm still trying to find my own way of saying those those terms. Um and yeah, that's that's what I do. And I'm really fucking good at
1: it. Fuck yeah. I love that you're like, I'm really fucking good at it. It's just like, yeah, I fucking am. I love that yeah. energy. And I think, it's, I think it's really cool as well for you. And just like to come and start and be like, I'm actually still figuring out what this looks like. And I feel like it's such a, you can never put yourself in a box. Like we're actually human beings. We're growing all of the time. And I have the same kind of journey. I went through, I did psychology at uni and then I took a couple of years traveling um, went into a job, thought I wanted something else, went to PT, was a park ranger. And now I do what I do now. And even literally this week, it's everything about my, not everything, but there's a, an elevation of what I'm currently doing, which is going to completely shift uh-huh. my entire business, my entire brand and my entire life. And I'm just like, holy shit, like what is happening? And it's just like, don't put yourself in a box, like let yourself grow because like that being for yourself is actually going to be the most healing and the best thing for everyone else is being who you are for yourself and I'm just like I literally have it right in front of me on my wall and I've been staring about it staring at it all year and it literally is like everything that was compounding landed in about 45 minutes and I'm like oh my gosh this is yeah it's crazy Oh my gosh
0: yeah you just spoke to so many like so many key pointers of what's been a part of my journey to like letting go of your identity and allowing your ego to be like we don't need an identity that was a huge thing and I think society teaches you like you need this identity and it's such a don't know about New Zealand but um it's such a British culture to be like oh what do you do and it's straight away it's your job and I remember Mm -hmm. hearing someone once say that in a I can't remember which country it was but when you ask them like what do you do it's like they say their hobbies and, and their, their passions yeah. oh, that's so good like they're not putting themselves in a box but we have such this culture in Britain to a label us and I just think it's like you are literally limiting your potential and I did that for nearly all my life um I'm very young still, I'm not like 70, but I did that for the <laughs> majority of my 23 years of life so far. And um, I was like, I'm a dancer, I'm a professional dancer. And you know what? That really fucking served me as well because when you tell people you're a professional dancer, that's one career that comes with a lot of external validation. Mm-hmm. Um, So that that was my whole identity. And then when that came crashing and burning down, I really had to get to know myself even because I didn't know who I was and I think the more I do life the more I'm like oh it's so it gives me goosebumps to be like it plays into what we were saying before we started the recording of like I get to be a snowboarder one day the next day I get to be a coach the next day I get to just be a fucking girlfriend on the sofa do you know what I mean and it's like we Mm. get to wear all these hats and be all these things and really when you drop your ego your identity should actually just be your energy and your values and morals and what you stand for as a person
1: as a human being literally who are you for yourself and I feel like there was I I think it's in one of my courses when I, I it's all about authenticity core values alignment who they actually fucking are as the core person of like their inner power it's like what if we asked each other instead of saying like Hey, what do you do? And you say a role in a job, and that's external validation, right? It's like same with you're saying how like a professional dancer comes with a lot of beautiful external validation. We fucking love to be externally validated for things external of us because it's less vulnerable than being ex- validated for who we are actually are as our soul core. But I had the same experience. I was a park ranger, and I got so much fucking external validation for being someone who worked in the community and like was helping the environment. And I was like, I Grieved letting go of that identity so hard because I was like, I don't want to let go of that. I'm like, this is too much. But it's like, who are you for yourself? Who are you actually uh-huh. for you? And at that point, it's just like, if everything, and sometimes you have to go a little bit cynical and you have to take yourself out, but you're like, if the world came crashing down, if I lost my job, my house, my friends, and everyone, would I still actually like myself? Yeah. Mm, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. quite like an abrupt question, but would you actually? Do you actually know yourself enough to be internally validated of your own emotions, your own value?
0: Yeah. And you're so right because it's taken years of work and I'm sure you've been on the same journey, but I can now strongly stand here and say like, if I lost everything tomorrow, I'd have myself. Yeah. I'd cry. Like I'm a fucking human and I'm not going to yeah. bypass, them. <laughs> but I would be okay because I actually really love myself deeply to my core. And for people listening, that doesn't. And I don't think it will ever mean that you wake up every single day, 110% looking in the mirror and being like, wow, I look good today. For good me, so fucking honestly, not. <laughs> I haven't got to that point yet. Maybe there'll be a point in life where I do. But I don't look in the mirror and hate myself and taken away any form of physical appearance. I deeply love how I communicate, how I learn and grow every single day how much effort I put into being a better human, even if some days I I go wrong and I'm not as good as I want to be, I still try every damn day, so yeah, I think it's, it's that piece going back to what we were originally talking about of, if you're listening to this, one thing to take away from the very beginning of this conversation, just do the things, like, you're allowed to, I know, Um, is it? do you like being called Courtney or Coco? Oh,
1: that's fine. We'll go with Coco, that's,
0: that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Um, I know Coco's got like a really empowering story around quitting her job but it's like take that story and grasp onto it and be like what the fuck do I want to do because I had a really um a hard choice to make this time last year actually I left quit my job and went on a ski season for five months to be a cleaner and a, and a waitress a lot of, like a lot of society would look down on that I grew and learned so much from that experience and also I was just happy (laughs) I was fucking happy so it's like whatever you want to do do it and a motto I lived by in 2022 was life's not that deep changed Mm -hmm. my life that motto just it's not that deep like if you want to go do something do it if you don't like it quit it's as simple Mm -hmm. as that I think growing up we're taught too much to not be a quitter and to drive and try and I've been there. guys have done it like I was in such Mm -hmm. a high school career and um industry for years of my life yeah it's okay but like it's better when you actually just quit and do what you fucking want to in that moment even if it means even if it means you're swapping and changing and you can't keep
1: up with yourself half the time it's literally fine like be okay like this is literally what we went through in my quarter life crap when it's quarter life crisis but it's turning into your awakening course this week it's like stop stop looking at societal expectations and norms and living up to other people's fucking expectations because if you're living up to other people's expectations you're falling short your fucking own
0: yeah yes oh my god I I love this and I'm gonna ask you a question just because me and Coco had like a conversation at the start of this and she was like I love my guest episodes to be super conversational and I'm the same so we'll just keep it as a chat but like what was your moment when you came out of societal standards and you were like shit this feels really fucking good because I know I had like so many of those and I think it's Mm -hmm. just not normalized to Think differently.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel like I have a for me. I learned the concept that humans make everything, like we're meaning-making machines very early on in life. So I had this awareness of, oh, what am I creating meaning around this thing? What am I creating meaning around myself? Mm -hmm. My level of self-awareness was very, very high from a young age. So like 12, 13. As I went through life, this awareness was one thing, but there was no action. There was no moment where I was like, oh, I know that this is wrong, but I don't truly feel like I can actually shift and change it. Like I don't feel safe enough to be that person. So awareness being the first step, which is huge and amazing. I think that second part of going, actually, fuck this. Like, what am I doing? has again like you said come at multiple times and the most recent time was about 2 months before I quit my full-time job like sorry if you can hear my dog about 6 weeks ago and I was like you know what fuck being unfulfilled like actually fuck mm-hmm. being unfulfilled in any area of my life I did not come here I did not live the life that I have lived and healed so much and been through so much of a journey to live a fucking unfulfilled life like that is not that is not my story and that's not what I came here to do and that's not how I came here to lead others absolutely not so I was like cool cried for three days and then quit my job on (laughs) quit my job on the Monday and here we are and it's just like sometimes you're going to have these moments where you know something's not right for you for a really long time and it's having that awareness and going okay what is the resistance between the version of me right now and the version of me mm-hmm. that actually does the thing
0: yeah. and how can and- I
1: actually create myself to become that person that does that steps into that and then actually does the thing to shift the needle and change make external reality from my internal awareness
0: mm-hmm.
1: huge I love the
0: question as well of what comfort am I scared to- to lose like Courtney was saying the version of you now versus that version of you in the future that you want to become what are you gonna have to give up to get Mm to him or her you need to take a look at that and ask yourself why you need that comfort right whether it be like you're scared because you know you're going to lose friends well, why are you so scared of being by yourself? Why are you so scared of being alone? Work on that. Whatever mm-hmm. it might be, do the work around that fear and then lean into the fear and
1: take messy action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that I love the the quote, feel the fear and do it anyway. And it's been something that my family has always kind of said, and it's been a narrative through my life. And there's one thing to feel the fear and do it anyway, and feel the fear, not do anything, be aware of it, but not create any safety, do the thing and then self-sabotage or feel dysregulated or not be able actually to be present and enjoy that process. There's another thing to feel the fear and actually feel it, to actually feel it and see where can I actually support myself to build safety in that version of myself so I can feel the fear knowing that I'm fucking solid knowing that I have support, knowing that I can lean on myself and the overflow of the people in my life. I can feel the fear and do it anyway, knowing full well that I'm not going to fall on my face. And if I do, I've got my own back. Right.
0: And it's like, what stories are you making up about that failure? Because you're not actually scared of failing most of the time. It's like, I don't Mm -hmm. care if I fail I will stand strong in that because it means that I'm fucking trying and it means that I'm driven I'm ambitious I think outside the box and I want more if I fail cool I'll learn from it I don't care like yeah I'm gonna be like oh that sucks but I don't care what other people think externally Mm -hmm. and if you're scared of the failure piece it's okay well are you scared of judgment what judgment are you scared of are you scared of what your partner is going to think of you? Where is it playing out for you? And investigate that because it's so true. I, Every single time I've leaned into fear, something huge has happened. Something amazing has happened. And mm-hmm. it's the tension behind leaning into that fear and the emotion behind leaning into that fear. So as humans, we always do things from one of two places, right? It's either fear or love. Every single emotion stems from those two two places. And it's leaning into fear from a place of love. If you lean into fear from Mm. a place of fear, you're going to fucking shit yourself and fuck it up. If you lean into fear from a place of love and guidance, it's going to be like, okay, this is calm. And even if it doesn't work, Mm. I love myself and I can hold myself in that and
1: I can hold my failure in that Mm. having a generous interpretation of yourself first yes Mm. I love sorry I feel Uh like we are so especially when we get into this what we learned the term generous interpretation of other people and that fucking changed my life and has just brought so much abundance and joy and just evidence of how you carry yourself and your energy and your expectation actually leads to those outcomes. But mm-hmm. sometimes we forget to have a generous interpretation of ourself. Sometimes we forget we're a human being having a human experience. And I feel like this has been a massive lesson for me this year that we're actually doing the best we can with the tools we have at the time. If I love we, if we see ourselves, if we have the self-awareness to see the tools and to see the support and to see the things that we know we need to be doing and we do them you can never fail because you know Mm -hmm. you're always doing not and and this is like you're doing your best but you're actually fucking showing up for yourself and you're doing your best yeah if you fail you haven't truly failed because you tried
0: yeah that's so right and you know what I've not actually heard anyone speak to generous interpretation like that yet but it's the case and as you were saying that I was questioning in my head oh do I do that and I was like yeah actually you do because now mm. when something fails or I, I act from a triggered place my automatic response to myself isn't fuck's sake like, you shouldn't have done that that was so mm. silly and like, better than this it's not that anymore it's like right where did that come from why has that happened and I have so I have a side job at the moment as well as my coaching um and and it's in like cus- it's a customer facing job, so when people come in and they speak to me like shit or they, you know, quite rude to me, old me that would have triggered me. I'd have been like, mm-hmm. oh, that person's so rude. I'd have turned around, bitch, to one of my colleagues about them, had a little gossip. Probably then in my head thought they've got a fucking ugly jacket on as well. And <laughs> um, now now I'm just like they're probably having a really bad day or like. Mm. maybe that maybe their boss has just fired them maybe their kid has just got really sick maybe the worst of the worst like maybe they found out someone died yesterday who knows and it's like that honestly I think I did an Instagram post I can't remember what it said but it was like general um having a generous assumption of someone will regulate your nervous system and I know we were mm. talking about ourselves then, but it goes for yourself as well like just having yeah. a generous interpretation a generous assumption of yourself and of others is such a key player in maintaining that nervous system regulation and not mm. going in a tightened state because it gives you back understanding and awareness
1: and control that is so true because if you have a generous interpretation of others there's so much less reactivity in your body and I haven't heard that spoken about that way as well but it makes sense like having compassion like the the key driver behind generous interpretation is compassion and you can only have true genuine genuine not toxic compassion but genuine compassion for other people as deeply as you hold compassion for yourself. And to hold compassion for yourself, you have to regulate your nervous system to a point in which you can actually hold the love and hold that deep level of like actual self-love and self-trust to then act as overflow and actually holding genuine. And I say the word genuine because we can try try all we want to to look like we're holding people in generous interpretation, but there's always going to be these Mm -hmm. ones going on inside our minds two things I want to speak to on that like the
0: first is generous 100% because I something I always say with my clients is like I have quite a tough love um, approach that's the word with my clients and I call them out on their shit. And if they're like, this person judged me, I'm judging myself, I've got body image issues. A lot of people with body image issues, you're probably a really fucking judgmental person. Because if you can judge yourself to that level, that means you're also carrying that judgment forward to others. I know I was. And then as soon as I healed my body image issues, I'm not a judgy person anymore at all. Like I never, Mm. never really, maybe like... very little occasion look at someone in the street and have a negative thought of them but turning it into that generous piece genuine piece you were saying about is like are you being genuine with that or do you need to call yourself out about where your toxic behaviors are lying and who you're actually being are you actually a liar are you actually judgmental take pieces of that and be like okay maybe this is why i can't hold a genuine generous assumption of someone The second Mm. piece I was going to speak to I had in my head and it's completely gone out of my head but you chat (laughs) and it'll probably come back to me because this happens every episode I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel and it's it's all that thing about you know the like shadow unconscious work everything that everything that we hold around someone else we can also see within ourselves, and that's why we're able to see it. We're human beings, we're whole, we're all emotions or all of everything we didn't come out of the womb societally conditioned we came out of the womb as a fresh whole human and along somewhere along the way we learned that certain things were right about us or wrong or weren't safe to express or were felt really safe but weren't genuine and when we see other people that don't align with how we feel like we're conditioned like our, our egos are talking to someone else's ego rather than our soul core of who we are talking to them and it's like when we recognize that it's just our concept of self sometimes wanting to show a a perception or have a defense against someone else's probable also ego and concept of self there's just a shift of compassion of going oh are we actually fighting like as two human beings or are we fighting as two like parts of ourselves that don't actually feel safe because we've not unlearned yet that it actually is safe to to be fully human.
0: I love that. Remembering what I was going to say as well, which kind of follows on from this too. This was actually the more important piece of the last one that I said, is like remembering to have boundaries, bringing boundaries into this generous assumption and the genuine connection. Yes, you can hold someone. Yes, you can be like, right- I meet you, like you're, you're doing the best you can with what you have right now. Mm. I hold empathy for you. I hold s- space for you. I, I'm not angry at you. I'm not reactive because you can regulate your nervous system with that generous assumption. So you're not meeting them with the two people clashing like you were just speaking about. Yeah. That's fine. And you get to be at a point where you're so healed's the wrong word because it's not a final destination but we're going to use the word healed where you're so healed that you don't have any reactivity towards any triggering scenario however you are still allowed to have boundaries and I really Mm. want to give people that permission slip because I made the mistake in my journey of finding it easy to hold so much empathy for people that hurt me because I was like oh I can see why you've done that no like because mm-hmm. I, I, I've done so the psychology important. I've done the trauma work. I was like oh but yeah but you trapped me like shit and cheated on me because of your childhood <laughs> that's okay yeah like, not okay and you know what's really yeah. good is you get to have an empowered approach of like complete calmness and like that doesn't touch me and I understand but you're not allowed but to I'm be still hurt life.
1: yeah yeah one I'm still I'm allowed hurt. to be I'm allowed to be regulated but I'm also allowed to be hurt because you're a human being. Yeah yeah and yeah. also the, the
0: fact of I love that you brought that piece into it too hundred percent because that wasn't where I was taking it. So I love that you said that and it's like you can have empathy for someone but also not allow them into your energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Have fucking fucking preach. Yeah, yeah. You it's can like have that. a level of shared humanity without having to accept that their behaviour is actually okay.
0: A hundred percent. Like, yeah, I, ho- I, I have empathy, but I don't play in that in that realm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. And you can say yeah. that going back to the. Doing things from a place of fear or a place of love, you can say it from a place of love. Of like, you know, you don't have to be like you're a dickhead and you're so shit. Like you don't, blah blah (laughs) Mm. blah blah. blah, It's all all about delivery. Yeah, um, you get to say it from a place of love, and I think that's something we're not taught within this. Is like at the start Mm -hmm. of this self worth journey, you're taught have the boundaries, cut people out, and I did that to. A whole new level at
1: this time, Danny, I'm like, I'm <laughs> getting rid of all of my friends, and you're like, no, babe. Whenever I have a client, they're like, I just don't, I just don't want any of my friends anymore. I'm like, it's normal. Don't, d- don't do that. Like, it's actually fine. Take a <laughs> breath, because I'm like, I was there, but it's fine. You're, you're gonna be good. Not everyone needs to leave your life. You're, you're, you're good. <laughs> but keep, keep going. <laughs> yeah,
0: and leading on from that, actually, a really good point to touch on is, I think this is a bit of a tangent but it's, it does lead on is a lot of the time when we begin to raise our awareness and increase our emotional intelligence, we have a really underestimated um, assumption of our quote unquote audience. And it's like, maybe these people in your life aren't your people and aren't serving you but maybe you get to be a leader in that. Maybe you st- mm-hmm. get to step into a leadership archetype. And once you step into those conversations, once you take those steps forwards of not drinking every weekend, maybe friends will come with you. So mm-hmm. self-responsibility is also a huge thing I touch on. in. I have like the phases of healing within the self-worth um, journey. And one of them is self-responsibility. And it's like, right, you can stand there and be like, I'm gonna cut X, Y, and Z out. Or you can step Mm. into your leadership archetype. And then after a couple months, if they don't follow you, fair enough, they're not your people. Mm. But take the self-responsibility of, are they not allowed to come with me because I'm scared to show up as this new version of myself? And Mm. again, it's that failure. Or if I show up as this version of myself, am I going to fail because they're going to judge me and take the purse out of who I now am and what I now stand for? And then they're going to leave me before I get the chance to leave them. Mm. So take self-responsibility in that. Where are you scared? Right?
1: Yeah. And then... Because it's, it's, it's you're scared to take more responsibility for... And it's not that other people's healing journey is your responsibility. Oh. It is just simply that it's, it's going to be your responsibility to hold yourself high standard if you show up and act and say hey i'm changing my life i'm gonna not binge drink every weekend i'm gonna actually look after my body i'm actually gonna speak to myself nicely if you start leading yourself with that in a in a way that isn't yet normal for you you actually have a big responsibility to hold yourself to that standard and if you start to lead yourself and influence other people people are also going to hold you to that standard as well and once people hold you to that standard you actually have to keep going you actually have yeah. to keep yourself to that standard uh-huh. and that's scary yeah. for people but it's, it's the best yeah. it's the best way mm-hmm.
0: it's scary as shit you keep saying things and I'm like oh god I could go this way I could go this way on it and I'm like <laughs> this is literally go?
1: this is the podcast of tangents and that's why it is this way <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but I have the best example is like you I think when your ego is still there especially at the start of this journey you know you learn all the things you you know the practices and you're embodying them but you haven't quite gone deep enough to know about ego and things like that that was definitely my experience with it mm. so I used to, to change people and at the start of my personal development journey I was in an old relationship and I used to be like you should read this book and you should do this and you should do that and that comes from such a place of ego of like Mm -hmm. well you're not doing it and I am so I'm better than you
1: it takes so much energy
0: yeah a hundred percent whereas what you've just said Coco of like if you go first and show them and embody it you then have to maintain that practice because that's who you're known to be right so it's Mm -hmm. like I have the best example of my relationship now when I met my my boyfriend and he won't mind me saying this he has the funniest story of like I sat him down I was like just so you know I will never ever want to be in a relationship with you (laughs) like obviously I did not say it like that at all. I was like Han I would never ever kiss you now when are in a very committed loving relationship but it was like <laughs> I knew him to be and a lot more than this plays into it I'm very much making it entertaining for the po- purpose of the podcast but the truth behind <laughs> it is, when I met him I knew, knew him to be like first impressions were binge drinker and um, didn't really chat much like not interested in self-development stuff didn't like wasn't very um get like wake up early nothing like that clubbing every time all the time and then we were working together and he always wanted to hang out me with me and I was like, well, I watched the sunrise at 5 am and then he just started showing up and he just became the person and mm-hmm. like I didn't finish him like I had no intention of being romantic with this man and now I I'm in love with you him. are
1: yeah yeah but that happened yeah. from
0: a place of like he saw my embodiment and was like, I want mm. that. And I did not say to him, you have to come watch the sunset at 5am with me to be a good person. Like, <laughs> I was just like, this is what yeah. I'm doing. And he showed up every day because he just wanted that. And he saw how good it was. And I've told that story like very, very fucking briefly because otherwise we'd be here for hours. But it's a, a case of like the people in your life, don't try to change them. Like if they, mm. they'll see you, They'll see your energy. They'll see your vibe. They'll see your fulfillment, how happy you are. And they'll be like, oh, what is that? Like, I've been sold the wrong version of happiness here because she mm. seems really fucking fulfilled. And I think the difference is you can be happy, but you can be fulfilled. Fulfilled is like happiness on steroids. And yeah,
1: that's and, it.
0: yeah, they'll just know your vibe and they'll be like, mm, I want a bit of that. What's she doing? What's he doing? Mm.
1: And they'll yeah, do What it are they seeking? World.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's funny like, with my mom. Like she's never been into personal development stuff, and like she has that's a bit harsh to say, but not to this extreme. And now she talks about like her sign to the universe, and I'm like, mom, like this, <laughs> this Love is so far. Yeah. So and I never told her like, mm. oh, you should have a sign to the universe, but no one should, to be honest. But it's like she just saw me doing it and saw my faith and saw how much. Happiness and fulfillment that brought me, and it was obviously Mm. like, Oh, I want to try that. So it's funny that I've gone onto this tangent here because I've not really spoken to this before on a podcast, but there's just such power. You feel so empowered when you stop trying to change people and when you just step Mm -hmm. into a leadership archetype.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like that, you know, how you have those lessons that come up, you know new level, new devil, same, same cat, different hat, that kind of vibe. And this has been one of my lessons as well. It's like very early on. And I spoke about this in one of my previous co- podcasts as well. I just ran a whole vulnerability series and it was chef's kiss. If you haven't listened to it, go back. Uh,
0: I was listening but, to some of
1: that Oh Yeah. And, and t- thank you. And I told <laughs> a story about where I learned that it, I had to hold everything together and that I had to be the rock solid and that I couldn't fall apart in that I had to save I felt like I had to save everyone and I had to be this like wise and, you know, this ultimately I was 12. I was like nine or 10 and it was, it's a conditioned response, but kind of unlearning this part of like, my job is not actually, I'm not actually here to, you know, like heal people or to, you know, save them. I'm here to help guide and I'm here to lead myself in the way that that would make sense. And Mm. Yeah, even very recently, I remember sitting. I went back to therapy after like two and a half years of being very deep in the coaching world, which I fucking love. And I went back to therapy, and she was just like, This is my therapist. She's fucking shout out to Margaret. But she's like, It's not your job to save people. Like, that's actually not what you came here to do. And that's not who you're meant to be. And I'm just like, Fuck. This one, like the external validation, I'm like, yes, it's like a healthy level, but uh-huh. it's so true. Yeah, that's
0: such a good permission slip because I noticed this with, again, placing, there's such a toxic pattern that's like people like to say, as we were saying at the start of this episode, you don't need to put your identity in, you don't need to place your worth in your work. You don't need to make your identity your job. And we have a really bad habit of saying that and then becoming self-employed and finding our quote-unquote purpose. And because Mm -hmm. it's not an employed job that's a nine to five, oh, suddenly that's our identity. And Mm. it's like, no, 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 that's not the point. And I think there's a lot to be said (laughs) in that, for example, me, myself, I, I am so fulfilled by coaching. I wouldn't do it in my spare time if not. I wouldn't, you know be building this business and helping people yes I'm paid but yes it's, at the end of the day I love it but it's fucking hard to build a business at the same time as working a job like you will know yourself First. and yeah like it's fucking hard you wouldn't do it if you didn't want to do it at all yeah And I'm not saying that my heart and soul isn't in it because it is but it's in just the
1: same
0: way, <laughs> I love snowboarding all day I love sitting on the beach and watching a sunrise and a sunset and you know what at the end of the day that is living like serving Mm. other people really like to sit here and say you know your purpose is to serve others your purpose is do you know what no it's not like and this is my Mm. opinion you take it or leave it your purpose is to experience the fucking joy of this world is to experience the magic in watching a sunset and being able to be so deeply fulfilled by that because you are not hyper stimulated by the shit that goes on in our society our our purpose is to be able to play in waterfalls and dance with our friends and all the romantic movie shit like it's not shit it's how life gets to be and I've learned that from putting myself more in nature this past year this past year I've I've had two jobs that have paid me so poorly but it's been the happiest year of my life because
1: mm-hmm. you found I've true been, abundance.
0: Yeah, innate natural abundance like the earth, yeah. That's all you need and it's like yeah, you can sit there and find fulfillment in your work and I'm such an advocate for that because have the drive, have the determination, have a have a mission and a vision 100%,
1: 100%. And know that that doesn't have to be
0: your fulfillment.
1: Yeah. When you are truly inherently fulfilled in your life and who you are and like in the small moments, like I talk like every day, like wake up, get sunlight on my face, have my coffee and usually just like cry in gratitude. Like that moment, I'm like, I'm fulfilled. At 5.05am yeah. 5, or whenever I wake up, I'm fulfilled. Everything else from my life is overflow. That's why my life feels like magic. That's why life feels like a miracle because it fucking is because mm-hmm. I... Because I realize that it is, and I believe that it is that I choose that way. And I think so we can overcomplicate how what our life needs to look like for us to be fulfilled. And yes, while that might might bring us happiness, it's like what if you looked like as fulfillment, just knowing yourself, loving yourself and being present in the moment? Everything else is overflow, Your perspective of life and what is actually available to you will fucking change. If you look at, like water coming out of your tap is a miracle, everything in your life will look like a miracle. And when you act from that place, your life will literally feel like magic.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. I think a really good question. I mean, I think that's such beautiful. I don't really want to say anything because that's just such a beautiful don't point. No, you might go on. <laughs> again. But it's it's a case of if you took away the validation and this is where you have to get really honest with yourself which is such a hard thing to do because you're not going to lie to yourself unless you're benefiting from it and you know it's you you go deeper and deeper with this level of like how much am I actually lying to myself right now but when you take away validation financial situations that's about it really take away those two things and evaluate what you'd be happiest doing like if I had to pick for the rest of my life I could either run my own business by myself every single day, serving clients, or I could snowboard every day with friends. I'd pick that one because it mm. gives me connection. It gives me it gives me fun. It gives me nature. It gives me miracles. It gives me activity. Whereas my work, yes, I love it. I love it so deeply. And it doesn't have to be the number one. Because you mm. got to see the miracles and other stuff. And you know what? There are so many coaches out there. And I know we're just speaking to coaching right now. But you can take this into any aspect of your life. literally
1: any of Yeah.
0: Like I know I know my friend who's a lawyer. She is incredible at her job. And she acknowledges that, you know, that's a, the main proportion of her life. She acknowledges that that's not living. But she, she loves her job. She's obsessed with her job. She that's adores amazing. it. She's so fucking good at it. And she gets to acknowledge that I should probably go on holiday a bit more. I should probably treat myself a bit more. So it gets to be a case of take this into whichever aspect you want to. But I want to actually just say this for the purpose of being on a podcast with two coaches is like, take a look at the coaches you're listening to online. How many of them are actually living? You know, with all this quote unquote abundance that they're earning with these 10k months with these six-figure businesses cool but how much are they actually living or are they just sat behind a computer screen every day that's not me having a dig at them they're really fucking good at what they do but clock that embodiment piece of like right I'm learning all this information am I embodying it am I living it or am I just allowing personal development and coaching now to become my identity and that can be a really toxic pattern of like
1: yeah
0: is this now my identity is this now my hobby and you know it's amazing because personal development and nervous system regulation and trauma healing and all the things can allow you to feel happy in any given circumstance and that's the incredible thing about it and yeah. you need to step out of that and be like But there's more. And it's hard because you can really be happy in any scenario once you've healed a lot of shit, you can. And that's true happiness as well. It's not fake happiness. But it's like,
1: am I now making this my identity? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think this, I I feel like those would have to be true and everyone I have spoken to has got to this point of going, I burnt myself out by self-development because I went too deep and yeah and that's fine I feel like you have to find your your limit as to what is actually what's expanding you what's limiting you is it expanding for you to in the season of your life immerse yourself and be tunnel visioned in the healing journey because it might actually be and that's perfect but it might actually be perfect for you to take you know what a quote unquote take time off from self-development which is like life is the number one self-development teacher is fucking life's going to happen to you and you're going to have to learn to navigate it and then you learn on route that's always going to be number one but taking a space and actually tapping into your own energy of going okay where's the space for integration where's the space for you know actually just living and applying things that I already know like you think about yourself five years ago about the the person you are and the life that you live and you're like If I was to stop everything right now and not learn a single more thing, even though, yeah, hashtag growth, like all these things, of course. If I was to stop everything right now, would I actually enjoy my life and how I live it and who I am? And I'd say absolutely yes. I could not learn a single more thing and I'd be so happy because I know the version of me five years ago was fucking unhappy and hated themselves and all the things. So it's like sometimes take yourself off the wheel and acknowledge yourself where you're at look at look at your life and look at what you've built for yourself and acknowledge the journey because acknowledging the journey means you're actually going to allow yourself to enjoy the process and not just look for that next thing that's going to allow you to heal more even though of course it will and it will be amazing but it's like it's already amazing and you've already so much to be grateful for like I love right now I love that we've we've
0: spoken to this piece actually because now that we've this is like naturally come about I've just realized it's it's not spoken about enough the integration and embodiment part of right cool you've healed yourself you've got a coach you've you've worked through shit you're becoming a better person and it lo- loops back to that leadership piece of but are you doing that in your nine to five office job but are mm-hmm. you being that person at your family dinner? If but you are are you still just fucking living right yeah or are you like, this little meditating robot which mm-hmm. for me doesn't serve me like maybe if that's who you want to be like go and live by being a monk mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that from a place of jest. like I'm saying that from a place of genuine like take that messy bold action who was it that um Jay Shatty, like he had that lifestyle of living like a monk like and that's a very drastic option but it's like if that's what genuinely fulfills you go and mm. live that life don't, don't just play it. It. don't just have it as a hobby like if that's what fills you take fucking messy board action and go like mm. stop holding yourself back from living and I just want whoever's listening to really deep that word and be okay hey, what makes me feel alive yeah because I had such I- a journey that. and it, it's, it's mm. huge it's like, I'm not gonna go into That's this huge. but it's like I was I was at home I was healing I was doing all the things I had a nine to five work from home job and I was great I was becoming a better person bloody bloody blah, blah, blah and then I went on ski season <laughs> and in my head I was like I'm gonna meditate every day I'm gonna do my gratitudes I'm gonna do x y and z I did none of the fucking quote-unquote things right I was drinking every day I was partying I was clubbing and I was living, and that does not mean I wasn't a healed, developed, conscious person just because I was changing life. I was, and it allowed me that those five months of doing that allowed me to embody and integrate my lessons into my version of living.
1: Mm. I fucking love that. What's your version of living? Yeah. Yeah. I feel... It's this weird sense of like, you know, those weird things of like, you're grateful for not so much the blessings, but like the lessons that give you the blessings. And I think there's so many, there has been so many moments in my life where I've been faced with like mortality or I've been faced with things. And I'm like, it's a shock to the system of going, what am I actually doing? Like, am I actually living in alignment with my values? Am I actually honoring my, my energy, my purpose, my soul, like what I'm here to do? And making changes from that place is so empowering. And it's always like these little catalysts and like moments I I can look back and I see them in my life. And it's like, at the end of the day, are you living, are you happy, actually enjoying life? Like my word for that, I feel like literally the last week has been like, it's like a new chapter is opening in my life and it's enjoyment, like actually enjoying life. Like this year has been a season of, I don't even know what's been going on. It's been great. And it's been a lot. But I'm like, this next season is about literally just enjoying life and finding again, what that, that balance of like the person I am now and enjoying that more, what that looks like for me. And that's going to be such a cool journey. And that's going to change for the rest of my life. And that's kind of the point, but yeah, yeah. are you actually enjoying your life and living? (laughs) It's a very baseline, bare minimum. Are you enjoying life? (laughs) But I think it comes back to
0: like you do that, don't you? As you get through this journey and then you find such depth and like epiphanies in like the simple things. Like at the start of this journey, if someone was like, Are you enjoying life? I'd be like, no, because this, this, and this. And then I've been like, Yeah, I'm enjoying life. And now I'm like, hmm, am I like, enjoying? Yeah, life. I mean,
1: actually? Like my yeah, you yeah. explain, but it's just different. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite quote, I'm like like not everything is seven layers deep, but sometimes it is. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in life, and it's like catching yourself and what are you making seven layers deep? Which is like you're complaining about the fucking weather and you're making it seven layers deep. But what is actually seven layers deep that you're like is actually holding you back from enjoying your life that you're just not, you're just afraid to yeah. look at. And I'm like, that's a, yeah. like you, we do the deep work to make it light and to enjoy life. Like that's the whole point. We don't uh-huh. do the deep work to like get really serious. <laughs> The situation may be critical, but it's not serious.
0: But I don't know if you found this. The more I've done the work, the less I want to be serious in my actual life. I love coming onto podcasts, having these conversations. I love my client conversations. I love doing my content creation and my course creation. But when I see my friend, then I'm like, I don't know. I just want to laugh. (laughs) I just want to laugh. Like Yeah, I just want to be a ghost. The more you do this work, the less you will wanna be so serious and have quote unquote heart to hearts in your day-to-day life. And yes, there is special friendships and connections and whatever where you do have those types of conversation. But Mm -hmm. what it's really taught me is the more I've healed, the more I just want to fucking it's not that deep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not that deep. And it's really made me be able to just have fun in my day-to-day interactions and connections but also not from a place of shallow level small talk surface level small talk is the phrase I was looking for there um Mm. and honestly what I would just what I want to say to everyone and this is like the work like if if a client comes to me I'm like really I just want to push you off the edge of whatever you want to do of like it it pisses me off, really. It makes me so angry, so sad that people don't just do what they want to do. And I've always had, like, I've always been quite blessed with it. An, and I feel like you have as well from all your different hats that you've fucking worn, Coco, too. But I've <laughs> always had this innate sense of, like, I'll just do the thing. Like, I'll just be the dancer. Like, and then I'll just quit. Like, that wasn't that easy, but I still did it. And then I'll just go on my ski season and then I'll become a coach. Like, I'll just always do the next
1: thing
0: yeah and I wish everyone had that fearless approach to what they wanted to do because I'm like you know when people like oh I really want to move here and you're
1: like just just do it then like if it Mm -hmm. fails you can come back
0: like yeah journey and
1: don't Mm -hmm. and don't wait for something don't wait for something to happen in your life to give you the reality check that you can give yourself literally in this moment in this very breath right now like if I can say anything on this from fucking this year from my entire life it's like do not wait for yourself or for someone else that is close to you to have a life situation that gives you the reality check that you are not living in alignment with who you truly are and you're not doing what you want to be doing because that's not living
0: it's not living a really fun game to play with that that like how we speak about people that for people that want to make it not that deep whatever and the depth scares them really fun game to play is I love the saying that's like you can literally change your whole life with one choice right play with this like sit here now Mm. and be like "Mm, what decision can I make right now that would change my whole reality and I've done that twice this year already I'm before I moved to Greece I moved to a Greek island I only knew one week before going that I was doing that and it's like you can change Love. your whole reality. And that's with not a lot of money. Like I'll be completely transparent here. I had three figures in my bank account when I moved to Greece. Like, And I, I just found a way that I was able to do that, which was with season work and whatever and X, Y, and Z, all the things. But it's like a mm-hmm. lot of people would do that because they would let fear hold them back. I was like, now nah, I want to do this. This feels good. And I just took the action. And that's what I would toy with that of like, yeah, give yourself the reality check and then have fun and be like, Hmm, okay what could i do map out all the things what one choice could you make to change your whole reality and
1: to just mm. try a different be a different fucking character for a bit it's really fun <laughs> like so fun literally so fun and like the thing is that one thing doesn't have to be quitting your job like if you're gonna if you think that it's sometimes it is yeah. the fucking job sometimes it's the job but sometimes if you think it's the job and you go to another job you're still the same human being sometimes the one simple shift is talking to yourself better is actually honoring your self-worth is actually doing the things you want to do in the small moments of just saying I'm gonna do what I want to do You can make that choice for yourself and lead every decision and every action from that place. And then you're going to realize maybe it isn't the job. Maybe it was me just not allowing myself to fully live and enjoy life.
0: What I, yeah, and linking that to self-worth, it's like kind of point on this topic that we're speaking to is ask for the fucking thing. Like once you build your self-worth high enough, you will ask for the thing. And like Courtney said, you don't have to quit your job but, you know, maybe you have offices in New York and you say, can I go work there for a year? Right? Like, a lot of people aren't going to ask because they'll be embarrassed. They think they're not good enough to ask for that thing. They think they're going to say no. So once you build your self-worth to an unshakable mm. point of just innate knowing that you can get whatever the fuck you want because you have value in yourself – you'll go ask for those opportunities and more opportunities will come to you because like we were speaking to it's that vibration it's that energy of which you carry yourself with so ask for the thing, like whether it be a pay rise whether it be a new opportunity whether it be a date you want to go on a friendship date just ask like ask for the thing Literally. the amount of time I think one time just to give you guys like evidence this was a dance teaching job I had and I was getting paid 12 pounds an hour I was like fuck this like I used to be a professional dancer like I'm worth so much more than this and I have no teaching qualifications I just used to be a sick dancer so I was like "Mm, I want 35 pounds an hour or I'm going she gave me 35 pounds an hour right I over doubled my wage by asking so, if you
1: do not ask, Literally.
0: you will not get love. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like play with play with the idea that you are inherently mm-hmm. worthy, which you are already. Mm-hmm. Play with that idea and then what you would do from, and move from that place. Yeah. Yeah. Like you did, like you asked. You're like, well, what if I was with it? Because I am. And I what would it that so look much. like?
0: I love it so much. It's just like, oh, I just feel like we have this innate knowing with each other like just do the thing (laughs) just build yourself worth, and then do the thing and life is so much more than what you're taught it to be whether you come from anywhere like you know I'm from the UK Coco's from New Zealand you can be from wherever the fuck you want to be from listening to this wherever you're from life is so much more than what you've been taught it to be and that goes for anyone. Even if you've been raised in a fucking mansion with millions of dollars in your parents' bank account, even if that's your reality, there's still more. You can go out there and find more.
1: Mm. There's always more enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, this has been fucking fantastic. And...
0: It really has. I've beautiful
1: place it. to leave it. <laughs> loved it. Thank you. I feel it. like
0: Thank it's you. one of really good, like different tangent you know when you have a conversation and you're like oh yeah. nice like not really I've not really had that knowledge out of my head before and it's like a whole new side of your own knowing that you didn't even know was in there. like it's been great
1: yeah every yeah. time I open my mouth I'm like where did they come from like, I don't know <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it was the best <laughs> amazing Thank you for tuning in to the On The Fucking Vibe podcast. Hope you're having a absolute vibey day after listening to that chat, that teaching, or whatever that podcast was. If I would absolutely love if you could tag me, share your takeaways, DM me, your realizations, if anything has come up for you. I would absolutely love to hear from you, and I've popped all the ways to work with me in the show notes, or if I have a guest, I'll pop them in the show notes as well. If you have any questions, always jump my DMs. I love a chat and hope you have an absolute fucking on the vibe day. Hello, my lovelies. I'm interrupting this episode to talk about Grounded the mastermind grounded the mastermind is kicking off at the start of 2024 and this is for the service based honey who is wanting to lead themselves in a grounded and regulated state and seeks the tools the knowledge and the power to be able to do so being grounded is not just putting your feet in the grass and while that is powerful and will help it is so much more than the grounding practices that we will inevitably go into through the 10 teaching pillars each fortnight throughout the five months grounding is a way of being and grounding is a feeling of being so anchored in who you are that you feel this unwavering and unshakable sense of inner fucking peace if this sounds like you and you want to spend five months with an incredible intimate group of women who are all along the same path grounded the mastermind is for you Send a message into my DMs and check out if it is the right space, if it aligns with where you are at your job and the person that you are. And I would love to talk to you in my Instagram DMs. Chat to you there.